0: you can still, can have boundaries in your business and still serve your clients. Amen.
1: Hey, Slay. Hey, everyone. It's me, Jay, and I'm with my girl, Nina. And welcome back to the No Stylist Left Behind podcast. We want to thank Oliko Professional for being our sponsors. And we want to give a special shout out to our girl in Oklahoma, Hair by Shanda. Thank you so much for being a raving fan of our podcast. You slid into our DMs, you celebrated the podcast, and we just appreciate it. We love you so much.
0: Hey, Nina. Hey, thank you so much for loving our podcast and Giving us a little shout on Instagram. We appreciate you so much and we truly appreciate everyone that has been so supportive of our podcast. It just really means so much that you're showing up for us and that, you know, hopefully you're finding value in what we're sharing. So today is no different. Hello. Because we're going to get to it and it is going to (laughs) be a banger and it's going to be quick because we like to give you guys some quick tips. And it's all about normalizing X, Y, Z in your business okay. as a hairstylist, normalizing these particular things as a salon owner. I mean, I think in the industry and Jay, you not I'm way more old school than you are, but we're kind of have, we come from, we've been in the business for a while. So I've been in the business 25 years. Things have completely changed. And even from when I had my business and sold my salon in 2016, yeah. things are completely different on the business side in terms of being an owner and also being a hairstylist. So I know a lot of things are shifting and changing and we are talking a lot about boundaries and we were talking a lot about taking care of self. And um, I just wanna say this though, cause I, I have wanna make sure that I get this off my chest you can still, can have boundaries in your business and still serve your clients. Amen. Like, let's not forget that we are still serving clients. So, but we do need boundaries, absolutely. And I love the shifts that we're seeing. So let's talk about how we're going to normalize and what we're going to normalize, what we're going to talk about today. All right, Nina,
1: I cannot wait to dig deep with everyone and hit us with the
0: first one what are we normalizing first? You know what I'm really big on and I think is so important for consistency is having a set schedule. Mm. I think it's so important to have a set schedule in your business. And a lot of stylists have, and, you know, maybe making a lot of changes, which I see, which has been really great, but a lot of stylists have this schedule that is so overwhelming and it's kind of like, okay, I work maybe five days a week, six days a week. I'm on call. I come in when clients need me. I have gaps in my schedule. I'm, you know, working for two hours in the morning and then I have a huge gap in the afternoon. And then, you know, if you're independent, you go home and then you come back and it's just, it's too much like it's, it's a like a, a mess in, in terms of yeah. like chaos and, and keeping things consistent. And, I really believe, and I've said this a million times, and I've said it for years, that the sweet spot in terms of a schedule for a stylist is four days a week between eight and nine hours a day. And that is the sweet spot, 32, 35 hours a week. And you know, are there days where you may come in a little early and stay a little late as you're growing your business and building your brand? Absolutely. But having set hours and a set schedule that's shared and posted and is acknowledged by clients and all of that is incredibly important, not only for consistency for you and your family and having balance, but also consistency for the client. Because it's like, oh, I thought you were closed this time. Now you're here, you're open. Like, does that mean I can get an appointment? You know what I mean? You teach people how to treat you. so. I think having a set schedule is incredibly important and it is saying, you know, when Linda, because we love a Linda, when Linda asks, you know, can you, Nina, can you come in on a Sunday or can you come in on your day off to do my hair? You know, I really keep my schedule consistent. I really do value the time that I have in keeping my schedule consistent. If it's something that's pressing and you need me to come in on my day off, I have no problem doing that, but I do want to let you know that I have specialty pricing for my time off. And typically, Uh, not in all cases, but typically it is double what my hourly rate is. So, or double what your service cost is. So set a schedule as we're moving into the new year. I think it's really important for you to schedule smart, like set yourself up where you're not having all of these gaps. If you're working five days a week, and you see that you have gaps in the middle of the day. Condense your days. Work four days a week and be busy and booked while you're there.
1: Absolutely, I absolutely agree. And I and it, you just sparked like me when I was like in my heyday of my career, like owning a salon, being a stylist, like just in it, right? And this one specific moment actually happened before I owned a salon. I was a manager and it was in North Dakota, and I. Had no boundaries. Like I was taking people. I mean, ten o'clock at night, Nina. Like mm-hmm. it was like so bad. I was overworked. I was overbooked. I was tired. I was exhausted. I had no energy to be a dad or a husband or a friend. Like in when I my best friend Natasha, mm-hmm. which was on the podcast, Nina, you met her, and she was like Jay. When she moved and hired her, she was like, your guest will show up when you are available. Mm. Because what I'm seeing is that while you're being overbooked, overworked, you're not consistent. Mm-hmm. And consistency builds credibility. And your energy, right? When you think about the energy that we put out to every single guest, having a set schedule will allow you to get back that rejuvenated spirit, that time with your family or yourself even, right? So I've been there. Listen, the other day I broke my standards and I showed up when it was actually my day off and it happens, right? It's just the awareness. So I'm so thankful that you brought that up about set schedules. And hey, if they want to come in after hours, there's after hour pricing,
0: Right. So I love that. I love that you shared that because I think a lot of times, you know, and look, I'm I still struggle with boundaries. I was not the best with boundaries when I had my salon. We worked a lot. My team worked very, very hard. I worked around the clock. Even when I wasn't in my salon, I was working. That was my choice. I'm not saying it's right and don't do that. I'm saying (laughs) don't do that. Uh, But (laughs) You know, we did have set hours. My team had set hours. I had set hours in a set schedule, and they were posted on the door and they were on our website. And we really tried hard to stick to them. And if, you know, the team wanted to come in early or stay late and do all of that because they wanted to hustle, great. You know, and I, I did the same. Yeah, too. do it. Enough is enough. Like we're, you know, if we close at seven, we're not going to be there till nine o'clock. There was a rare, rare, rare occasion where some somebody ran over and it ended up going, you know, seven thirty, eight o'clock, but not taking clients at nine, because you what you're basically saying is to the client is I'm I'm available anytime. Absolutely. Like hit me up. You want to come in at midnight? I'm here. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. basically what you're saying. And that is the opposite of what you're trying to accomplish. So let's dive into number two. What do you have? Number two,
1: let's normalize honest and open communication with our raving fans, AKA guests, a.k.a. clients, a.k.a. investors. And I love this because, like, let's think about it. And listen, you already know, if we share it, we've done it, right? So Mm -hmm. it's just a wake up call to that. And I'm inspired right now to talk about this. And it's, you know, when you're talking to a guest in your chair, and say, for one instance, maybe you're not comfortable with a service that they're asking to get. Maybe it's not your niche or you don't have that much knowledge about it. The credibility there and the most important part of being honest is saying, Judy, Sarah Beth, because we love a Sarah Beth,
0: we Sarah do Beth,
1: <laughs> <Love it. laughs> Sarah Beth, I love that this is your moment. Where you want to step into this certain hair color or hairstyle. But I'm going to be honest with you, I that's not my specialty. So if you're willing to do something else or maybe allow me to get some education for next time, so I can be well equipped to give you your hair dreams. But right now I'm not. And I don't want to just go in blind. And then all of a sudden, our relationship is now tethered to this bad experience when you're used to me showing up and giving you your hair dreams so it's like those moments where you're having that communication about saying actually I don't know how to do that but I will let you know this I will find out but right now that doesn't work for me and let's think about something else right Mm. or let's talk about this So now you're in your consultation and you're just feeling the vibe. You're like, oh my God, yeah. So our next journey, you're going to do this, right? You're sealing them up. You're talking about their next journey. You finish their hair. You quote them for the next service, Mm -hmm. right? So -hmm. their first service, maybe they were first-time guests. Now you're getting them into a beauty routine and you're talking budget about next time. And then six weeks goes by. Marianne comes in and you charge her your full rate and not the price that you promised her, Mm. but she remembers because I don't know about you. If I'm walking into a place, I know exactly how much my facials are. Mm -hmm. Right. So now that credibility and that, that relationship becomes very faltered and like, you're now not trustworthy because you quoted 200 but you charged 400 because you didn't maybe take notes or you don't have a system in place to make sure that you are a member of formula right that's huge I've had that happen where I've given someone a new formula they're like this is it this is my perfect formula and I forgot to write it down and eight weeks goes by I've seen 50 guests in between that and I Go and mix up something else, and they're expecting me to deliver right. what they love. So it's having opening ear, open ears to conversations and also follow through and taking notes and writing them down and being excited about what they're saying. And listen, I don't know about you, but I can't even remember what I did yesterday, asked Nina. <laughs> But we need to be writing down things. We need to be taking our business a little bit more serious in the fact that what our guests say to us is extremely important.
0: Absolutely. And you know what? I want to add to that because what you said is so dead on. Being honest with your clients is so incredibly important. And I think when you're not comfortable doing something, it's very empowering to say, you know what, Mary? that's just not my wheelhouse. I'm not really comfortable doing that. However, I either a have stylists that are here that can take care of that for you. I did that when I was, cause I used to have to do updos and updos were not my thing. Believe me, I did them because I was the only person that was doing them. Cause it was just me for a while. And then I had a yeah. second stylist and she was good at them. And then I had a team of stylists that were so great at them. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not, I don't want to put myself in this position anymore. So I, I'm not the one that you want to do your updo, believe me. But yeah. I have a team of stylists that can really help you, and it kind of just allows they they tr- they trust you more. The client trusts you yeah. more because you're being honest. You know, I think that's so important. I also want to normalize this because even oh. in 2021, we do have stylists that are not doing this, and this needs to be consistent. Is talking price in your consultation with Thank every you. new client? and makeover clients that are your current clients, right? So that is so incredibly important because every time you have a consultation with someone, you should Mm -hmm. be thinking of it as I used to tell my team, it's like an insurance policy. You're taking insurance out on yourself when you're talking price, when you're going over and reaffirming the color and everything that you're doing and you're getting the client to shake their head, yes, they're buying in. (laughs) These are all things that you're doing to protect yourself Because nobody in 2021 should be walking to the desk or sitting in the chair at checkout feeling sticker shock.
1: You better go in. We
0: have, right? It's We're going to talk about open, clear communication with clients and being honest and saying, I'm sorry, I'm not really, that's not my wheelhouse. That's not my thing. That's not what I'm good at. We also have to start being comfortable with talking about price and money. And the only way that that starts to feel good for you is when you start to feel good about your own money story and you start uh. to feel good about your own money relationship. So you got to do a little bit of work there first, which I understand. Cause I, I didn't talk price in my salon and we didn't talk price for a, you know, a long time, probably half of the years that my salon was open. And I had a situation, me had a situation as the owner with a client. And it was like, a wake up call, like, no, we're going to do this shit right now. And we're going to get it right. Cause we are not going to go through this again. It was, I shared this before it was when I had that client write a horrible review on Facebook Yes, business. Yes. So get comfortable talking about price, get comfortable having open, clear communication with your clients. But also I think to kind of sum it up is really just get comfortable with saying no to things that no longer serve you. Yes. And for, our new stylists that are coming into the game cuz i just shared my post about hustle. Yes, it's still a thing. Yes, you're going to come in early and stay late doesn't mean it's going to be all the time year round for, you know, 20 years. It could be a year, it could be 2 years, it could be 5. It all depends on how you're building, but you still have to put the work in, right? But when you get to a certain point, even this though, when you're a newer stylist and you're still not if you're not feeling comfortable it's okay to say i'm not comfortable doing this thank you like that's not serving you how many times were you with a client oh my god when you're with a client and you're sitting there you have the consultation and you just know you get this feeling and you're like this isn't gonna work this is yeah. not like you get the feeling you, whether it's about choosing a color formula, or if it's just about the person, or if it's about your consultation, you didn't deliver it properly. I've been all three and you walk back and you start mixing and you're like, this shit is not gonna work. (laughs) But then you come back from the back room and you're like, hey Linda, okay, right? (laughs) And then this happens, right? There's a breakdown in communication. There's something that went wrong. And now Linda doesn't, she's not happy with her cut and color. We have to listen to ourselves and pay attention to that gut feeling And maybe it's having a different in-depth consultation. Maybe it's listening to the first formula that you were gonna mix because usually that's the right formula that you were gonna mix, right? But we go through eight, and then we mix the 80th and then it's wrong, right? Um, And then we kick ourselves. But I think- you know there is a still a hustle factor and hard work to get to where you want to be to then lean back a little bit and work two three four days if you want to or two three days cut back if you want to and saying no to opportunities i think that um some of the stuff that's being put out there is giving stylists the uh, the new stylist a sense of false hope of what it means to actually um Become a successful stylist. And success means something different for everybody, but um you still gotta yeah. work in, But it's okay to say, I'm not comfortable doing that.
1: Absolutely. I'm just not and it will do your brand, your personal brand, a, a great service for when you're building. And for all you new babies, seek that knowledge. Mm-hmm. Build those hours, become an expert. Just seek it. If you seek knowledge first, everything else will follow. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm still seeking knowledge. I'm trying to learn something new every day. Right. And you just got to be hungry Mm -hmm. to build that credibility. And you got this. And one day you'll be able to sit back and work three days a week, but let's go. It's time to go. Like, let's go.
0: Yeah. Seek the knowledge. I love that you say that. Cause that's basically by you putting in the time and investing that time You're just you're just investing in knowledge. You're investing in education. You're investing in yeah. your future and your career. And I don't know of anyone that has reached their goals, reached their dreams, reached their truest goal, <laughs> reached their success without putting in hard work and working extra hours and um, brainstorming in the middle of the night. You know, these things happen. Right. And I'm not saying it's a long term thing because it's not sustainable. There has to be a point where you can chill a little bit. Yeah. but in the beginning of any new business venture, that's what it is. And if you're a hairstylist behind the chair, this is a business venture for you. So you got to put in the time. You ready for number woo, one?
1: Woo. I listen, you already know I'm about to run around the block and jump out a window. I haven't <laughs> said that in a while, I'm <laughs> back. but I feel it. Um, I do want to, bonus let's talk about a bonus tip up in here and it's b-r-e-a-k time to take a break in the middle of your schedule because listen we need it right how many of us are you doing it right now are you listening to this podcast in the back room and you're shoving food down your throat Mm. sit down take a break tomorrow. You're going to do it. Right. You're going to add a little 15 minute gig,
0: Mm -hmm. right.
1: Little break into your schedule, because when you're going and going and going, and then all of a sudden we work on our feet, let's talk about this being like healthier in our mindset of what we're putting in our body. When you're forcing food down, we are athletes who are doing hair. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, just bring snacks, right? Like order things on uber make sure you do it before maybe that color at 11 o'clock and you get time to process like just remember to add in those breaks and i know you have things that you want to talk about too nina about this but i'm ready to take a break
0: (laughs) i think it's yeah for sure i think it's having a scheduled break i think that's important yes We used to do the same thing too. I mean, we would sit in the back room and between Linda's, you know, processing, which could be 20, 30 minutes, you know, we're back there warming up our food and shoveling it in our faces and then having a quick bite, you know, of our little chocolate bar as we go out to like take on the rest of the day. And is that taking a break? Yes, but it's a rushed break it's a, it's a pressure break. You're under pressure to take that break and eat your food. You're not actually relaxing. So I think it's important to do some sort of scheduled break during the day where you have a moment where you're not waiting for, you know, Kelly's timer to go off where you're not worried about what kind of messages and DMS you have. You're not thinking about the phone and the voicemail. Like you're just having a break for yourself to actually sit Cause we all have had one moment at least where we had a real break where we sat absolutely, and and we went to the bathroom and we were think about the way that it makes you feel when you have that kind of break, when you don't have pressure to take, take on, you know, a client right away or get to them when that timer goes off. I think it's important for us to really, really think about scheduling a break because there's a difference between being having a pressured break of like having to oh I have 20 minutes to eat and I have to go to the bathroom and yeah. or, or you know that you have 20 minutes to go to the bathroom I mean you have 20 minutes to eat and then you're like okay I'm not going to have time to go to the bathroom so then on the next 5 minutes between your clients now you have to schedule your bathroom break like rush yep. it, it is a lot it is a lot and it's um I love the things that we're seeing in terms of changing boundaries um you know uh, assessing and reassessing boundaries implementing boundaries when it comes To this kind of stuff because you have to have time and a moment for yourself because there's so much output. You're scheduling so much out. I mean, you're scheduling so much out. You're putting so much energy out. And if it's not being filled, you're depleted by four o'clock. You know. Yeah.
1: And it's a mindful reset. You know, it's just Mm -hmm. like just keeping you and I don't know about you, but I want to be, you know, well oiled and full of excitement mm-hmm. for all of my guests. Sure. They all deserve that. You know, and we've all been in a situation where five o'clock rolls around and Judy Ann walks in and we're just tired and we have to find some sort of light to get us through. Right. And our guests feel that mm-hmm. they know if we're authentic or not, right? you know, so it's just as little check-ins I think is beautiful. Absolutely. I feel like
0: we went to hair church. So, yeah, I mean, you guys have things that you can choose (laughs) from. I think it's also starting small because if you are just starting to implement boundaries, it is very hard. We realize this. Both Jay and I, you know, went through trying to implement boundaries in our business and ourselves. And even in this business that we have now, it it is, it's very, very hard. But I think I want you guys to also normalize this. It is okay to put yourself first. Woo. Like if you're listening and you're in a moment where you can say that out, out loud, I want you to say, it is okay to put myself first. And first. that I think is the deeper shift that we need to have. Breaks are important, communication's important, all of these, th- all of these things are important, but you have to want to put yourself first and feel that you deserve to. Amen. Then everything else kind of falls into place, right? So that's my yes. amen to our little chat today.
1: <laughs> and I'm all a hair for it. (laughs) I'm here for it. I love you all so much. Nina, you just slay my life.
0: Thank you. I love you. Thank you guys so much for joining us. And let's go into 2022 with some new mindset shifts. And of course, if you have questions, if you have topics, please slide right into our DMs at it's Mr. J Ladner and myself at Nina Tulio and remember to give an awesome follow to our amazing sponsor at oligo pro and if you learn anything from listening to us today please know that it is okay to live in your truth and remember to always live your life out loud see you next time